squabble. Here we go. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a. I don't give a. I don't give a fuck. I'm willing to die for this shit. I done cried for this shit. Might take a lie for this shit. Put the Bible down and go out for a knife for this shit. DOT, my enemy, won't catch a vibe for this shit. Ayy, I've been stumped out in front of my mama. My daddy commissary made it to commas. Bitch, all my grandma's dead. So ain't nobody praying for me. I'm on your head. Ayy. 30 millions later, know the feds watching. Auntie on my telegram, like, be cautious. I be hanging out of Thames, I be on Stockton. I don't do it for the ground, I do it for Compton. I'm willing to die for the shit, nigga. I take your fucking life for the shit, nigga. We ain't going back to broke, family selling dope. That's why you many ass rap niggas better know. If I gotta slap a pussy ass nigga, I'ma make it look sexy. If I gotta go hard on a bitch, I'ma make it look sexy. Pull up, hop out, air out, made it look sexy. They won't take me on my element. Nah, take me on my element. I'm allergic to a bitch, nigga. Ay, an imaginary rich, nigga. Ay, seven figures, how that slimmer than my bitch figure. Ay, hey, hey. I mean, first of all, the fact that y'all have me doing a secondary podcast in the same week um, is tremendous. But when the culture calls for it, I have to do it. Uh, so here we are. Now, you may not know this about me, but I am short. I know, like, wait, this might come as a surprise to you. But, yeah, I know I exude, like, big energy, but it's true. I am really, really short. Uh, I've been short all my life. Even more shocking news. Um, I grew up a short, scrawny, dark-skinned kid. So if you can imagine, uh, most of the times I got picked on. I also learned very early on how to fight. And I'm willing to bet that I got in a lot more fights than the average person. And I always like to joke that you can tell when someone has never been punched in the face based on how they're acting. Uh, You can tell they've never been in a fight based on how they're acting. Or even like they haven't been in a lot of fights. They talk real tough because usually the person who's been in a lot of fights is not their first instinct to raise hands. Because we know that once it goes there, It goes there. And there's really no turning back. But in the midst of my upbringing, I started to learn. I got really tired of fighting. And I learned something really, really more effective, more powerful. I learned that my words have a lot more of effect. I learned you can do a lot more damage to someone's ego and being based on what I say and how I place my verbal assault. I got so good at it that I actually became good at the dozens. I don't know if you guys even remember that game, the dozens. Um, I, you know, it's a game where you like, you rag on people and you look at the most insignificant thing on somebody and you make them pay for it with the onslaught of jokes. Now I became the master at it because I literally can look at somebody and you probably didn't even think this was a thing. And I would rail you rail you. And then it didn't matter that I also helped that I had an incredible vocabulary. Right. And so I realized early on that words have power. Words have meaning. Words can cause conflicts. Or as I even learned, words can de-escalate what could be a bad situation. Which is where we find ourselves. Find ourselves me doing two podcasts. Because of someone's words, the world saw, felt, and heard the slap around the world. Now, I said I mentioned earlier that I was short and I mentioned the dozens because what happens every now and then when someone tries to insult me, the first lazy shot I always get is like, oh, man, you're so short. And I literally it's like it's weird because it's like 
I've literally heard every short book, short joke in a book. So it doesn't even phase me. In fact, I'm more amazed that this person thinks that they like we're all cavemen and they just invented fire. Meaning they believe that this invented a new short joke. And I'm like, no, you haven't. Newsflash, you haven't. But it's at that moment I inter- inter- at that moment I internally try to decide: Do I eat like eviscerate this person down to the very atom of their being, or do I let them off with a chuckle and move on? Most times I chuckle and I move on. But let's say I wasn't so well adjusted. Let's say that I felt the ping of every short joke, and I decided that today I've had enough. Today someone's going to pay for all the years of disrespect, whether they've earned it or not. I'm at my breaking point. So without prompt, probably not even without justification, I decide to physically batter someone for making a short joke. Am I justified? I mean, many would say, yeah. Others, like, nah. You don't put your hands on someone unless they make the move to ensure that fighting is the last resort. And that's where I find myself trying to understand this whole Will Smith, Chris Rock situation. Many people have cheered him on, saying that this is how we protect women, which is fascinating because it goes into the idea that the only way to protect women is by violence, which lends itself to his own critique, which we can get into. It also lends itself into, is this how we answer the call to an insult by physically attacking somebody? And I've heard the statement, well, you don't know where a man's at, so you got to be able to, and, and I get it. I get it. But if we're at this space in life that words can cause conflict by physical, by physical retribution, then like, where's that place us? And if we're at the space that, you know, in order to protect a woman, I have to physically harm somebody, which really goes into the antiquated idea of what womanhood is and actually goes into this thing of protecting of womanhood. And we can get into driving down. What does that even mean of protecting of womanhood and protecting of black women you know, in this space. So before we get into all that, I want to say welcome to Uncultured Bias. My name is Kamara Williams. Um, I'm your host. Listen, that was a short abbreviated opening, shorter than what I usually do, uh, because again, I literally am doing a last minute podcast to address the fact of, you know, what happened on this past Oscar Sunday. We say that culture is a matter of perspective and opinion. After all, culture is another say discovered. We are on culture. We are biased. We are black. A uh, shout out to our sponsors. My compass tax advisors.com. Uh, you can reach them at uh, again, mycompasstaxadvisors.com or mycompasstax.com, excuse me, and 850-273-7193. Or if you're in the market for real estate, contact Keystone Global Real Estate at uh, keystonegloberalrealestate.com or 407-680-8510. And of course, you're in the market for probate, guardianship, estate planning, um, you know, wills, trust, all that wonderful stuff. Uh, contact Smith & Williams at 888-798-4529 or 888-SWTG-LAW. Or, of course, at cwilliams at swtglaw.com. All right, brilliant. So I'm going to bring on uh, my guest. And actually, I'm going to start off with, in studio, I have my boy, uh, Troy Johnson. What's up, Troy? What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? Yeah, man. Uh, Thank you for uh, jumping on the last minute. I hit you up. I said, yo, what are you doing? (laughs) And, yeah, I said, can you jump on the pod? You're like, all right, I'll swing down, man. Right. I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate your inviting me. That's the first time. Hopefully it's not the last, but, you know. No, no. (laughs) Unless you insult me and I got to slap you. You know what I mean? But I'm going to make it look sexy, though. (laughs) That song was so appropriate in the intro. I'm like, hey. You had did research on that one? Huh? No, I mean you know you know I'm a music head. You know what I mean right, I, right. I do what I do. You know what I'm saying? Um, yo, Pernell, you still with us? 
I'm still here, man. I'm still here. Okay, man. All right, man. Now I don't have to slap you because uh, you know you're not in the studio. You're remote. But uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. I feel. I feel. I mean, I'm Mark safe right now, man. Yeah. I, so I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. But now, real time, I appreciate you having us on and uh, really engaging this conversation um, regarding what did just take place last night. I think it's very important for us as men actually to talk about it this as a society as a whole. But uh, I think with a lot of men, it, it really hit home for a lot of us. Yeah. From the men I spoke with about. Well, it took place last night. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here for this conversation. No, nah, let's get into it, because I know you got to run, because you actually are a counselor. Uh, you want to go and shout out to your company? Yeah. I'm sure you got to give a shout out to your company yeah. as well, but... Go. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, uh, so my name's Brunel Bush. I'm a licensed psychotherapist here in the state of Florida. I am uh, the managing partner of Knowledge Empowers You Counseling Solutions, or Key Counseling Solutions, where we provide individual, family, and group counseling. All right, no doubt. And, Troy, give a shout out to your mentoring group. Uh, yes, I'm... Uh, on the board of a mentoring program, male youth leadership program called Strengthening Our Sons here locally. And we provide wraparound services for uh, intervention, mental health, behavioral health counseling, and also mentoring. Um, but that's uh, on the side something I do as a, a nonprofit. Yeah, dope. And I, so I picked these individuals particularly, uh, one, because of you know their interest in always uh, uplifting black men and black, and then, you know, Troy definitely uh, trying to raise uh, you know, black men in the community and, you know, Pernell, I know your practice, um, it's really is counseling. I know you counsel both men and women, but you really try to hone in on focusing on uh, black men's issues. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 yeah. and getting to the critical juncture of like, why, what is it that, why do we do what we do? So, um, yeah. I, pre- I appreciate you guys going on. So let's get into it. Cause I know you got to run. Um, so I want to talk about black men and conflict resolution, but tie it into how did y'all see, and I'm start with you, Pernell, um, the what happened on Sunday night? Man, I, I you know I got it from social media, like majority of people. I, so last night, you know, I, I was scrolling through through uh, IG, and I seen somebody say, "Oh, Chris, uh, Wilson just slapped Chris Rock." Yeah. And then I got the uh, I actually seen the video. I'm like, "Oh man!" But you know, as I looked and analyzed the video, the first part when Chris Rock initially made a joke, you you, you see Will kind of chuckle. And, you know, kind of Jada kind of fell out, uh, fell out of camera. So I don't really know what her response really was. I can't recall how possibly other people seen it. So at first I'm looking at it and I'm, I watched it about 10 times because the, the slap looked kind of fake to me at first. I'm like, is this a skit? What's going on? Right. Because uh, I had no, I, I didn't get to hear the joke. I just seen them getting slapped and slapped Chris Rock. Right. So then when I finally heard the joke, I said, okay. Um, and, I, and I put my phone down and I, and I slept on it. And I woke up this next morning, and I'm like, man, for this gentleman right here, I, I, I honestly said, this first thing I said, I think, I said, that slap actually probably saved Will Smith's life. And I put that on Facebook today. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I meant by that, I'm not, I'm not condoning aggression, physical aggression, or just going to put yourself or other people in the harm's way. What I really think that slap represented was that Will was imploding on the inside. And he really hasn't had the opportunity to work through that. From what, you know, just, you know, uh, from bird's eye view, what I'm thinking and what I'm seeing just from what we know about their life. Mm-hmm. And I really I said that slap probably saved his life because although, you know, you see Will Smith on, on social media, he's smiling, he got different episodes coming out. To me, that was really the, the, the hurt, the pain, the anger that he's been experiencing for all the type of transactions that are going on in his personal life. And he hadn't really truly addressed that. Mm-hmm. And I say it saved his life because that might be the catalyst for him to actually go receive the proper treatment that he needs. Now his therapist might see that, like, hey, listen, I know this is what we've been working on, 
but we may need to look at your treatment plan because that showed me something different. That's different. Are you track what I'm saying here? No, no, no. I got you. I got you. That, that, that you know, as yeah. perspective, I never thought about that. You know, that that it actually could be the thing that prompts an, into change, right? Because um, it was such an extreme yeah. action, and usually extreme actions create or prompt, you know, a change in somebody's life. You know, um, yeah. Troy, what what did you think? Actually, I I was watching the Oscars live last night with my wife. Same here. Yeah. And um, at first, when I I uh, I heard the joke live, and um, I was thinking to myself, you know, GI Jane, you know, yeah. and uh, saw the laughing, and everybody was laughing, but it was. Uh, awkward silence also like you know not everybody really wanted to laugh or not everybody laughed and yeah. didn't think the joke was probably in good taste or whatever yeah. and I saw Will walking up on stage um, and then next thing I know it was it was kind of quiet yeah, and it yeah. muted and I was like well what's going on right and yeah. then I saw literally the, the same <laughs> thing happened to me I was confused and I'm like yeah well, Wait, okay, so it went out, so I didn't know if it was something with our internet or same you know, thing. The TV same probably, thing, yeah. Like, what's going on with the broadcast? Yeah. And then I, I saw the slap, but then it's like, hold on, did that, I was in shock, did that really happen? Was it something like, oh, no, I don't know. Like, you, I'm telling my wife, did you see that? And, um, and then it was still muted. He went back to it his seat. It still was muted, right? Because we're like, because there was nothing, there was no sound. Right. Yeah. He went back to his seat, and then you could see Malin because it was right. still muted. Right. He was talking back to, Chris Rock on stage and they did show like you could see Lapita because of the angle. You could see Lapita in the background looking like, Oh my goodness, what just happened? Um, so that was, that caught me by surprise. And then it came back and it was like, well, was it really the broadcast or was it our TV, our internet or right. whatever? So, and I like, no, nah, I think this was real. I said, could it be staged? Was, was it part of the, I said, nah, that was real. I know how real, right. <laughs> how real, Hit or I mean, at first I thought it was a punch, and I'm like, but he didn't go down or anything. I'm thinking like he ate that, he ate that, he ate that <laughs> hey, shit. Chris Rock was like, he did, he did. Hey, Chris, Chris did eat it though. You gotta ask to say that, you know, <laughs> not, not make light of hard but, situation, but he definitely did eat that. To yeah. be fair, it was open handed. I don't know, like you know, hey, it don't we'll matter. play Muhammad Ali. It don't, it don't matter though. <laughs> the fact that he ate it, he didn't even he, did. he didn't move his steps like the, I'm not I'm not advocating for it. I was and like, then, yeah, but yeah. the fact he didn't move. Yeah. His feet, he just ate that that slap, that, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, and and so I mean, and you can see the mouthing. You're like, dang, keep. He said it like he really tried to enunciate. You, you felt that deep, you know, mm-hmm. when Will was coming out with yeah. that, you know, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Yeah, like it was like, ooh. Yeah. Um, and then it came back, and then it was like, uh, you heard Chris Rock say, "Will Smith just slapped." Uh, I, I forgot what that. He said. He said. He said. He like yeah. He said, uh, "Will Smith." Just slapped the you know the hell out of me. Hold on, yeah, get, I got like the that. whole I got the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And I tell you this though, man. Wow. As a therapist, I guess for me. Hold on, hold on. Will Smith yeah. is oh, my father. My father's name goes. I can't see y'all. Lick my name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a GI Jane joke. Keep my GI Jane no joke that time, I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. <laughs> that was uh, the that, that's that's greatest what night in the history of television. <laughs> I mean, he pretty much like narrated it. While he was yeah. walking up, he was like, uh-oh. You yeah. know, he saw Will coming up and everything. And then, um, I mean, what do you think 
when somebody's walking up to you at a prestigious, you're not gonna think you're not gonna <laughs> think that they're they're gonna um, put their hands on you. So, so I interrupted you, Pernell. What were you what were you getting to say? No, no, man. Uh, like I say, you know, just to see how uh, uh, just to say where you guys are. Like you know, we've seen them walking up to me. The whole the whole uh, incident from last night was a call to me. Uh, it was a call out for help. A lot of times for us as men, you know, people say we don't really talk about our emotions or we don't really talk about what's going on internally with us. And I and I really think, you know, Will Smith, he has a, a second nature defense mechanism built in uh, when it comes to his humor, right? Uh, and a lot of things that he's been going on and been doing has been, you know, humorous, you know, put out his new show, his social media videos, always doing something funny. But I don't really think, I don't know if he actually was listening to himself. And last night, it was an opportunity for you to actually see, okay, this is much deeper than I thought. Like, you know, um, if you guys had an opportunity to read his book or listen to his audio book. I have, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so, you know, in, in, in one of the chapters, he talked about this character, Mr. Fluffy, yeah. the people pleaser. Yeah. And I literally feel on my social media today, like, hey, yo, that, that initial laugh was Mr. Fluffy. That was his, mm-hmm. That's just, you know, his second nature now, just to try to keep everybody in peace. Right. That uh, that that then we always say anger is a secondary emotion. Mm-hmm. So although he laughed in the beginning, he probably seen that Jada was hurt, and that anger came out. Right. And with the anger, it's all about aggression. Right. And I really the reason I keep telling people I think it saved is is going to be the slap that saved his life because that would have that happened from the world, and it didn't you know, and now it cannot be denied that there is something that's going on with you, will. Yeah. Right. And that now for us as men, I think that's important. For us to be seen, because he's supposed to dismiss a lot of things that he's been going through, but it's not easy to see like your will. You see how Tyler Perry and Denzel kind of came around him. Like now he's probably going to receive a lot more of that, and now he has to be honest with himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're, um, uh, so I'm not really trying to go on a tangent here. I'm just saying, I literally no, no, think no. that. No, no, no. You cool. And, it, and so what I would say about that, man, is that um, it was a shocking moment for us because you're right, we're so used to seeing Mr. Fluffy. Uh, you know, the yeah. person that the, the is going to, you know, laugh and charming and, you know, kind of, you know, make it make it a silly moment, whatnot. And I think that's what made it surreal for us watching it live, because I thought I was like, this is no way this is real. Right. It wasn't it didn't hit me that was real until Diddy got on stage mm. and Diddy was like, yeah, we're going we're going to handle that. Like at the Family, gold party, backstage, like, backstage. yeah, backstage. And I was like, oh. That, that was really happened. That really happened. That was like that wasn't a a bad skit, you know, done by Will Packer. You know what I mean? That was a real moment, a real human moment. And I think one of the things that I, I'm, I did a long Facebook post today, um, and uh, one of the things I, I the feedback I've gotten is that you know you're not you, you you're being critical of Will for having a moment. And I'm like, no, no, no. My thing is. I understand human a moment. I understand he's a human and he's he's well within the right to have a human moment. And to sit there and right. deny him to have that human moment would be inhumane of me. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. But it's in that realm of having a human moment where I also said I'm not going to sit there and co-sign what he did in that human moment was proper. It may be an appropriate right. response to his anger. But it wasn't an appropriate response to the uh, considering the setting and where you're at and what was happening. And that yeah. is where I think we have to have more of a nuanced conversation. And then honestly, you know, which is what I know. And I know you have to run pretty soon, but I really want to, you know, and, you know, Troy, we can talk about right. all the other stuff in a mi- mm-hmm. moment. But 
I want to talk about how do we deal with conflict as black men? Yeah. Cause that, I think that yeah. was the thing that I was like, damn man, like that was a conflict moment. And you see a lot of people on social media, like, yeah, that's how I'm going to react. I'm like, nah, that's not no, how you're supposed to be. Re- you're not, not supposed how- to react. You're right. not supposed to react right. by, by physically accosting somebody. I don't care how you feel. If it doesn't rise to the level of violence, you don't meet violence. You don't create violence if it doesn't rise to violence. Right. Go ahead, Pernod. Yeah, you know, one thing, I want to say this before I have to jump off here, man. Um, I'm inclined to say it's going to be 10 minutes late, so that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I tell all my um, men that I work with, anger anger is a healthy emotion. It's yeah. a, actually it's a good emotion. It's, it's an emotion just like any other emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's positive. Uh, healthy, unhealthy or desired emotion. But however, is what we do with the aggression. Yeah. Right, the behavior, the action, and to me, I'm with you. I can't co-sign what Will did last night at all. Um, we have to first, when it comes to comfort resolution, understand where is this coming from. Why do I want to react this way? Right. Is there a better way for me to handle the situation? I, I reason I said for me, I think this say Will life because he got so, uh, 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 like I say, he got so used to being Mr. Fluffy that that moment came that it, he was about to implode eventually. But he exploded externally, and, and Chris Rock was the was calling the crossfire. Yeah. Um, but but everyday black men, well, just men in general, when we talk about handling handling conflict within our communities. Yeah. You got to learn, like you said, you had to learn to utilize your words. Yeah. I tell people all the time. When I was a kid, I, I did a lot of fighting because I I hate yeah, speak. Really? I used to hate speaking. Yeah. I used to hate speaking because I'm not. I'm a country boy. Everybody like, can't understand you. You talk too fast. So yeah. I'm not going to talk with you. I'm going to swing. But I had to learn how to. Uh, handle those those situations in a more healthier manner. Yeah. When you put yourself, when you put yourself and other people in danger, is it really worth it? Right. And really, for us, we got to start to value one another to have to have like, hey man, come on man, I heard you say something. I want to sit down and talk with you. Yeah. Right. You know, right. and sometimes get into that place of growth where you have the composure to do that because you know it, it doesn't just happen like that. You have to really be. Uh, uh, get to a place to where that is something you want to grow into. I don't like the word change, but you want to grow into that person yeah. to handle a situation like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, so, and, and so, like, you know, are there, like, steps for people to use to get to that place? You know, I know you're giving out free game because I know this is your job, but, like, you know, um, just, like, conflicts, like, how do if I get to a space where I feel disrespected, yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody or disrespects my wife or my girl, my lady, you know, or my kids. Yeah. Like, what would you so, say to somebody like that? So, 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 you know, a lot of times what I would say to someone like that, first and foremost, I do a lot of uh, experiential therapy in my office and or role play in my office. Cause I say one of the greatest things that United States Marine Corps did for me before I went to war, they gave us a lot of simulations, right? Mm-hmm. They give us opportunity to practice what our response will be in certain situations. Yeah. So oftentimes I, I have men do imagery work. If this were to happen, what way would this, would you want to respond first? Yeah. Right? And if that way that you're in your mind that you would want to respond first, if you know it could be a detriment to yourself and those around you, what other way could we possibly respond? Right. Because the worst thing we want to do is get into a situation that we never really thought about, how would I handle this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure we all have all imagined, like, yo, somebody, if we out and about and somebody touched my wife, you know, first and foremost, everybody knows we're going to go straight to defense mode. Right. 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 That's a lot. A lot of things going to end up happening. But how? What? What? What way are we going to go about that? Mm-hmm. You know, I had I had a gentleman that I worked with um, who had just gotten serving a what was it, ten years. I can't remember how long he was serving. Had served in prison uh, for uh, uh, what was it manslaughter? Yeah. Uh, for protecting his girl, his then girlfriend. Mm. 
Wait, he shot his, my, he shot his my then drink. girlfriend. His you already know his then girlfriend. <laughs> his then girlfriend. Right. His then girlfriend. Which we you know, get, so we, you know, we get into that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. uh, but he shot my, he shot my in the leg, or you know, uh, uh, he, like he was disrespectful to his then girlfriend. And he's like, man, you know, I, how many times I thought about him in prison? What ways I could handle about handle that? Mm. And you know, when he has had encounters when he returned home. And you can realize that he handles situations different. Yeah. So that's why I say for me as a therapist, one thing I like to do with my men, like we do a lot of imagery work, a lot of role playing when it comes to, yo, somebody, if this happens, what way do you think we can actually respond? What is the healthiest way? What's the healthiest choice for us Yeah. right now? Yeah. Right? Because, bro, the last thing I want you to do, man, is uh, I wish them, I wish them in my for wood. Yeah. Then the they last would, thing I want you to do. Because, you know, because <laughs> right. they would. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, and now you're gonna have to face with that. This is like, oh, you really put me in a situation that now I have to like act on, you know, act, my, my, right. act out on my threats that I made to you, right? You know, and, and, and we'll say last, one last thing before I no, get off this no, part, rock, man. Go ahead and rock. And, 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 and the one thing that I think that we have to do just as a in the black community within the black family, because even with, like you said earlier, with this protect, you know, protect black women, and, and you know, I'm all for protecting the black women. But what I'm seeing today uh, across social media is that a lot of women mm. uh, can't say. Uh, a lot of women, they've seen that physical conversation as a, uh, as a way that they think they man should protect them. Right. Or, at least what I see on my timeline. I see the same thing. And, I see the yeah. same thing. I see the and, same thing, bro. And I literally had to have a conversation with a group of women. I did a panel not too long ago about, you know, a lot of times y'all want us to respond in certain ways and knowing that we as black men, if we respond in that aggressive way, how potentially dangerous that could become. Right. What other ways can we show that we're protecting you? Right. Outside of the physical confrontation, outside of me having to cut somebody out, outside of me putting my hands on somebody. Right. Like, to me, you know, Will has exhibited, in my opinion, has exhibited attempting to uh, uh, protect Jada in every way from when the whole entanglement thing happened to uh, whatever her decisions are about, you know, how she cared, red tape, whatever it may be. You know, to me, he has always attempted to protect her, but this came down to his last resort, like, yo, I, I have to do this physically now. Right. Every other way I have to protect her financially, uh, socially, emotionally, hasn't done, I got to do this. In his mind. <laughs> right. At that time. So In his mind at that time. Yeah. You know. So we have to get down and talk in the community and actually have that conversation. What does protecting, not only the black woman, but the whole black family, because we're we one of the most endangered families. Yeah. Right. We're talking about the units. Right. <laughs> mm. Right. Um... Anything else, man? I know you gotta you gotta jump off, bro. But anything else you want to? Yeah, yeah. Any um, gems you want to leave? Nah, not really much. Uh, not nah, no. Nah, nah, I don't have any much else to add on that, man. I wish I can come back. I hope I can come back, and I don't know maybe not this conversation, but, but no, no, we really I, talk about. We definitely yeah. gonna have you on this next time. It's gonna be in, in in person, man. And and one thing I say I appreciate about Pernell, man. I really wanted him on because we you know we're gonna have a pod on this, but. I wanted something positive to come out of it. Like, what can we do? Instead of just talking about the issue, right. like, how do we, like, address, like, the elephant in the room about conflict resolution and not just be, like, our our first instinct and our champion instinct is to, is to slap a motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, I was so disgusted by that whole, the, the, the mantra by both men and women on social media, like, yeah, that's the way I, I need them to react. And I'm like, bro. Y'all ain't been first of all, you, yep. you never you never been in a fight and and right. or and or you ain't never been in the in a jail cell. Right. 
And I've been in both. I, thankfully, I haven't been arrested, but I've had to, I've walked in jail cells. I've walked in prisons. You don't want to be in a prison. You don't want to be in a jail cell. You think you can do that, but that ain't what that ain't the life you want. And to think that you want to invite an action that's going to put you in that environment is not cool. I don't care what what type of energy you think you want. That's not the energy you want to be about. Getting a felony for an insult right. is the is the dumbest thing to get an ins- get a felony for. Man, and I'm glad you're saying that, man. And, and, and like you, come on, I don't been, in, I don't been in all the situations, you know, from the fights, being in jail for fighting, and uh, assault, whatever you want to call it, and also being in the war. So I tell people, man, um, it's easy for me sometimes to say, man, I, I can pick the road that is less travel when it comes to not being confrontational because I know what it feel like that's been those type of positions, right? Right. And this perpetuation of, um, uh, it's, I'm, I'm about to use this term, but I'm gonna tell you. Pers- I don't like this term. I have another term I utilize for it. This um, of this toxic masculinity. I don't like that term. I don't utilize when I see. I, I actually call it rigid masculinity. Mm-hmm. The reason I call it rigid because you know when you're rigid on something, you can learn to become more fluid mm-hmm. um, about how you handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the whole perpetuation of we don't want this type of behaviors within our communities of toxic masculinity, but then we have people celebrating Boom. Um, That's the, this, this, this rigid, this rigid behavior. So it's like, it's a very contradiction thing that we're hearing. That's the point I'm, I've been, I've been confused about. Like I've really have been, and I know Troy, you, you got to, you know, you ready to ready to launch, you know, but, but it's like, I have really, really been like fascinated where on the one end of the spectrum, you have women talking about, we don't need toxic masculinity in our in our community. We don't need men, you know, being hyper aggressive. We don't need men being hyper physical. We need men to be more conscientious, more uh, uh, more uh, 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 verbal. We need men to be more uh, um, uh, considerate. And on the other end, they're like, "Nah, screw all that shit. I need you to check a motherfucker when it, when he gets them when he starts talking crazy about me." Like, so right. you can't. You you really you I mean you could have both but you got to understand you open that door and somebody there was a person who said it who was a domestic um violence uh, uh, specialist he said something on uh, on social media he's like you know a lot of that energy that y'all want like that actually is the same energy when it's cool when he, they do it outwardly but when they do it inwardly in the house that's when it becomes a problem so you can't a- advocate for that type of energy outwardly and then and then get surprised when it gets physical or intimidating inwardly in the house. He said that he said the same traits that people are pushing for to, you know, it's the same traits that get relationships or people in trouble with domestic violence. And you have to be very, very careful. I want you to be a thug. Right. Cause not, a thug in here. <laughs> right. And that's what I'm saying. You know, and I'm gonna say this now I gotta hop off, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um ultimately, you know, oftentimes, you know, we hear that. You know, people think majority of the, of the population has the ability to regulate when those type of behaviors come out. Mm-hmm. And and that's very rare yeah. that an individual has the capacity to regulate mm-hmm. when that type of aggression come out, how to control it. Because a lot of us hasn't, haven't been conditioned to do so. Right. 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 So that's why a lot of times, you know, when you hear these individuals celebrating those behaviors and, and, I, and I completely agree with the domestic violence person, like you're going to end up having this person with this same type of behavior. Uh, within your within your home, within your uh, within your 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 union, right? And then you're not going to want that, right? So you got to make sure that you hopefully let that person know their temperament. You we got to start advocating for individuals not to be able to just to react like that. Like to me, I rather what they say. I rather be a a a, a warrior in the garden than a guard in the war. Yeah, because ultimately, as, as a guard in the war, you're probably going to react very incorrectly to different situations. Right. 
Uh, and a lot of men, just because they are, uh, are adult men or adult males, don't mean they have actually went through um, the, the growth to know how to regulate those emotions in different capacity and different environments in a healthy way. Right. It's just saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm just you. I utilize this to protect my family. But when I'm at home, I know how to control it. Right. A lot of people don't have that capacity. No. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And um, I know you got to jump off, bro. So we're going to have you back on, man. And I, I appreciate you uh, just delving out your time. You know, um, you know, it's, it's wonderful, man. And and um, we're going to rock, bro. So thanks. Thanks, Pernell. Uh, appreciate y'all, man. Y'all take it easy. Till next time. Peace. Till next time. Yeah. So I know, Troy, I, I, you had a lot to say. <laughs> um, so now I'm going to give you the space because I, I know we were – Doing a lot of talking, but I was trying to just utilize his time. No, no, I agree. That's why I was trying to like point, like, hey, I know you got to go. Let's let him talk. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm gonna let you get you the floor, man. We said a lot of things, so but okay, well, let's let's do this. I I want to first address about the idea of male aggression, mm-hmm. black male aggression, and how it's being pr- promoted on social media. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Male aggression, yeah, just male aggression, and and, okay. and and I'll and I'll 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 uh, start off with a clip like this. You ready? Ain't nobody above an ass whooper. <laughs> okay. So uh, it, okay. I thought it'd be funny because that's yeah, actually yeah, Chris yeah, Rock's own right. words. <laughs> so with with that, as seeing your your post today on social media, yeah, I actually shared. I agree with a lot of your sentiments. Um, so with that in sharing one of the first comments on the share for my post, I added a little bit, um, was a woman, one of my friends. And, uh, she was saying that I would want um, my man to ride for me like that. And, um, of course in the the right time in the right place, Mm -hmm. you know, ended with that. Um, but I'm just thinking like, like ride, like, Ride to where? So if he's if he's riding, and something happens, we gotta deal with the action and reaction, the repercussions of that decision to ride. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also ride and leave that situation. And I think sometimes with aggression, we may not be with this whole turn up culture. Like yeah. you better be ready to get down at any time, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as men, we're taught to to be aggressive when the situation calls for it but do we know how to again as we was alluding to turn it off and turn it on mm-hmm. so if if you if we're riding for something or someone just making sure that we know how to like also regulate when we're talking about like conflict uh resolution and the whole de-escalation knowing what how to de-escalate a situation is just important as being uh aggressive when you need to mm-hmm. so being able to turn down um, not always turning up and make sure, making sure you're being like when you're thinking about that action, being rational, being rational rather with that action. Like, you know, if I do this, what happens? Uh, right. A, B, C, D. Um, so is there a better way? Like Pernell was saying, is there a better way to handle this? So with aggression on social media, we've been seeing all kinds of stuff. Um, I want that same energy for, for my man, you know, right. my husband or my boyfriend better, you know, check somebody about me too. Right. Um, but then what, 
I mean, right. so because guess because guess what? Like, there's going to be some kind of this, this. This is not Hollywood, and that's what people don't understand. This is not how the thing would saved Will Smith was the fact that Chris Rock didn't react because in the street situation, you can't slap somebody and turn your back on them. Right, that's getting escalated, and then so somebody's like, "I want my man to do that to show me how much he loves me." Or he's going to protect me. And we're going to get into the whole thing of protecting black women. Like, what yeah, does that definitely. look like? But, like, are you really, is he really protecting you? Yeah. Because that situation, people people lose lives because of conflicts like that. And they lose lives either, like, go, by going to prison or actually losing their life. People die for less in, in, in the street. People die just because of a misunderstanding. And, and that's the thing, like, uh, and it's kind of, kind of crazy that we all as as black men i would say we're still probably around the same age age group mm-hmm. um you know late 30s early 40s mm-hmm. um i i have a similar backstory as far as like uh growing up being dark skinned skinny being picked on uh about various things so you you have insecurities and i had to i i fought i had you know abandonment issues with daddy issues and all kind of things going on and you just think like okay I need to learn how to fight because when you growing up in the hood, I'm in different projects and stuff. That's the first thing they do. They test your manhood. They they're like, can you, you know, can you fight? I mean, if they dirty dozens cracking, I had to learn. I being smart and intelligent is not was not the coolest thing back then either. So, you know, you were able to use that. Like, hey, I fight a lot. I used to being small, you know, skinny. I would steal on people. You know, I would hit dudes and run, or you know, I didn't know how to fight. So, I mean. I was fight sometimes too, but it would be like, Hey, you cracking on me. I'm going to hit you. And then it, it became a thing where you build a rep and not the best reputation to have, but you know, kind of thing like, ah, okay, no, don't talk about Troy. Cause he, you know, he going to hit you kind right, of thing. Right, right. And obviously I didn't know any better at the time, but you had to learn at, at that point. I had to learn, you know what, if they're cracking is what we call, you know, making jokes about someone. Um, I learned how to crack and learning how to use my vocabulary and wit. And intelligence, and I like okay. I'm getting a reaction. People laughing. I'm I'm pretty good at this, you know. Being able to kind of come right back with it, mm-hmm. and that helped me from having to fight so much. Mm-hmm. And so with that, learning how to have a, a alternate reaction to violence, I think saved me a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, so even still, I still had fights and caught charges, but I did learn to okay. I need to be able to control my anger some kind of way mm-hmm. and have outlets and things of that nature. So male aggression is something we definitely need to be touching on. And there, you know, there are resources out there, but sometimes when it's championed by our community, it, it sends a wrong message. And, you know, um, it's fascinating. I was listening to Pernell talk and as he was speaking, and you're talking about, you know, creating scenarios. I didn't realize this is what I was doing back then, but this, I, this is literally what I did. I would think of scenarios in my room. Like, how, okay, what is going to get a reaction out of me? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm, I'm fighting all the time. Like, what is going to get a reaction out of me? Okay, if they say this to me. Because I would start, that's, and this is how I, I, I really it helped my anticipation and just intelligence. Mm-hmm. I started thinking of every little thing. And then it, actually that transferred into my world. Like, I, now I think about everything. Like, and so when people ask, like, how do you always know? Because I'm always... I'm always processing. I'm analytical. I'm always processing information always around me. My life is designed 
by looking at everything 360, you know? So I would have to look at things, look at my world 360 mm-hmm. and anticipate statements, anticipate mm-hmm. what's going to be said. And then instead of reacting in a way of like, I'm going to fight you, then I would anticipate responses. And I would know, okay, if they say this to me, I got you. If they say that to me, I got you. And then I start. it became so natural. I didn't really have to anticipate anymore because it became, and I became indoctrinated into the thinking of more things in a 360 manner as opposed to just in a reactionary manner. And so I'd process things quicker, process people quicker, look at, I would look for little small things. And this is how it got me to be a good, uh, good people person. I would look for things to connect and see. Like, do I, what am I seeing this person? Not just what they're showing me, but what do I see? Yeah. You know? And also, and this is probably a different conversation, but how men can be egged on to do different things that they probably wouldn't normally do yeah. but because of an audience. Yeah. They and sometimes a, They put a battery behind your back. They charge you up, man. And, and sometimes it could be our own women, you know, our queens that could, yeah. can do it, or it could be other guys around you. Yeah. But- you're like, man, you're going to let that happen? You know, you're going to let them talk to you like that? You know, you know, I know yeah. you ain't finna just let, you know. I, you, you, know you don't let that man talk crazy? What's that in, the, in belly? Right. That, you know, Bunt was like, yo, oh, man, I know you ain't going to let man do that, disrespect you like that. And he probably, you probably wouldn't even have done nothing. You probably would have de-escalated. Said, you know what? I'm going to let it ride, man. You, yeah. I ain't going to worry about it. But because somebody's all in your ear, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And and we see that happening on social media. Mm-hmm. People in the comments and stuff, uh, you know. But. And then you got men who are weak. Who are looking at it like, oh, so that's what they like. Mm. And then so they're looking at things because people get so, they're so easily manipulated. They're looking at things and reacting and like, I see how people like that. That's what I'm going to do. And it's playing on what? Male pride and, and ego. fragile ego. It plays on your, the fragile ego. And it's, it's disgusting because that's what was at the display there. And machismo. I was, the, the fake machismo. It's not even real. It's <laughs> fake machismo. Because toughness is learning to not get let the situation get a rise out of you. You could be mentally tough and prepared to be like, you know what? There's another way that I can do this. I can kill him in a different way and don't even have to touch him. You know, when I say kill, that's, you know, (laughs) quote unquote, not literally. But, you know, I can get him back. Right. Or even if he would have, there are so many ways. And I I don't know if we were going to like, you know go from the top to bottom of how, how it played out and kind of like see how we no, could we dissect it. we could do that because we could but, talk, like, there was, there was a statement of how, you know, talking to a friend, they were like, yeah, you know what? I don't like that th- this happened mm-hmm. um, in front of everybody, but he could he could have slapped him backstage. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, I was like, okay, I get it. I mean, that's a little right. bit better. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I still don't advocate for him even slapping him backstage. Yeah. But I understand yeah, I would have been. Hey, I would have been fine with it. That would have been like you know what I mean. <laughs> that's like between that, them two that's guys, between them, it's, that's, it's not. It's not out there in the oh, like you know what I mean. Like because what really what happened to me was Chris Rock showed the restraint. the greatest restraint and the greatest the the um the, he he became the adult in the room. Yeah, bigger man. He became the bigger man, and you know people like oh he initially he wasn't. He, no, he wasn't. He was yeah. dis, he was disrespectful when he was rude. Right. You know. And I get all that. He crossed the line, but he still is a comedian, and those are still words. But and they're still words. And but he 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 crossed. And I'm not going to sit there in front. He crossed the line. Yeah. He, when you make in front of a woman's appearance, right. and it's another man, and it's that's his that's his, his wife. Now I don't know if he knew of. Her it don't condition. even. It don't matter. It, it though. doesn't. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't know. 
But your wife, your wife, Brittany. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Brittany. You know, outside of you know, she's been in our house, you know, a few times and right. everything. I'm even in your house, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But let's say I, you know, and I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But I said something, and I think it's a mild joke, but but it's about her physical appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm, no, no, no. Much, but if I said, <laughs> yeah, if I said, if I said. You know, Brittany, man, your feet, man, your feet is so big. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You're like, right. like, what's that uh, in, in the Proud family? Uh, what's her name? <laughs> um, I don't know. Man. You know, anyway, she had the, uh, uh, Hacienda. She had the big feet. I'm like, oh man, you like got Hacienda feet. Like, you know, you like oh, big okay. feet, right? You know. Uh-huh. And then no, now I'm thinking like it's a joke. You right. know what I mean? It's not a big deal. I just said right. your feet big. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's, what's the big deal? Right. You know, you chuckle. Then Brittany's looking at you like, oh, you thought that was funny. You know, right. you know how I feel about my feet. Just like Hacienda in, in, in the Proud family, it was very, this, I got made fun of this thing. So now Brittany's kind of like, her. she kind of looks off, this in tears, and we're laughing. I'm laughing. And, you know, I'm, I'm you know, fight, feeding off the crowd, everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And then you kind of, at that point, you're like, all right, now I got to I gotta check this man in his chest. Right. I got to put my, my hand on his chest to let him know, don't be talking about my wife, dog. Like, don't you ever disrespect my wife again. And there's a way to check somebody, especially another man. And I'm, we're going to get into it about yeah. how it, being a brother and how we could have displayed that um, that checking, if you will, mm-hmm. in, in in an open forum or how some people say in front of Mitch's company, you know, at, at the Oscars. So with that, I would have been fine with him, even if he still got up out of his seat, walked up on stage, covered the mic, Chris, man, that one cool. Yeah, I'm gonna need to holler at you. Yeah, you know, a- after this or whatever. Backstage, or like he walked up. As, if he, let's say two scenarios. One, he, this is, before we get to the backstage, he walked up on stage because I would have actually been okay with this. Mm-hmm. Walked up on stage, like you said, real calmly in the middle of everybody, and let them know, like you said, cover up the mic and got one inch from his face, mm-hmm. so only he could hear it and be like, "We're not doing that." Right. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? And you go and see the intensity. I would have been fine with that. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, he, and, and at that You know point, I mean business at that point. You know what I mean? If I'm in your space like that, I'm letting you know. This From the seat, you might not get the message if I'm way back there. No. I might have to be right here with you. you I might have to be just a chest to let you know this is not what we're going to do. You know, now I'm going to walk back to my seat. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna, that's going to be the end of it. I'm not going to put my hand on you. But if, you, if I have to come back up here again, mm-hmm. it's going to be a problem. Now that way you have gave forewarning. I've gave given you a warning now. Yeah. Now now we should be good. Right. Now it may have to be escalated after this. Right. I've tried to meet your 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 level of aggression without violence. Right. By addressing you and addressing the situation. Right. Now we should be good. We should be good. Now if now if your ego is gonna let you get in with because you because I walked up on you. And then as soon as I get back to my seat, you got you no know, some other stuff to say. You like, oh, you gonna jokes. walk up here and be like, yo, you the man and this and that. Okay. 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 Now, now, yeah, you've 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 you, you deserve that open hand at that point, you probably. Just, you, just, you know what I mean? Because I've I've given you an opportunity to rectify the situation, you know. But even in that sense, though, yeah. Now, at, it's know, still a decision to make. It's though. a decision to make. It's still a decision to make. You know what I mean? And now we're talking because people might be listening, like, "Well, so you're okay with no, him missing no. steps? That he could he could put his hands on him no, in the no, second no, step." No. So the action, any action after that. Still is going to call for a reaction. There's always repercussions to you know and consequences. So if he made the decision to still put his hands on, there's still going to be action, you know, and a yeah. reaction. I mean, just like right now, they're considering the academy is still considering some kind of punishment, or they're making some kind of decision if they should do what they should do 
for Will Smith or, you know. Yeah, they're thinking about taking taking away his award because they created a a rule in 2017 to, you know, in regards to decorum in the academy. I didn't know it had gotten that far, but I did read about, you know, something along the line of some form of punishment. He's not getting, but the thing is, Will Smith's got probably one of the more powerful agents in Hollywood. And I think Will Smith will be all right. He'll be okay. He's a millionaire. He, He got the award. I mean, even if they take, he's, done enough to even he's probably should have gotten an Oscar already you know so we that's another still, conversation but, but that's a, that's even someone like that Will Smith is not going to want I know a lot of people are like oh well you know like uh, some people are like oh you know he took they take my Oscar who cares big deal people yeah, he, he wanted though yeah. people 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 know I won the Oscar and I was like yeah but same thing with Reggie Bush Reggie Bush everybody know Reggie Bush won the Heisman Reggie Bush still won his Heisman back and you could we could be cool for school like oh look we all know Reggie Bush Won that Heisman. He, we all know he was the best player in college football that year, you know, and, you know, it ain't no big deal because we know he was a. But, but I would disagree with that, that punishment to that extent, to be honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with them taking. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying. No, I know, I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I just put but it I, out there. But I'm saying to people who were like, it's not a big deal if he gets his Oscar taken oh, away. And yeah. I'm like, you can say that from where you're seated, yeah, seated at. But if somebody with 30 years, put 30 plus years. No, nah, I think he would care. He would care. And for you to act like it's, he wouldn't care is really callous because you don't know what that's like to work for something for 30 plus years. And because you made a mistake for one, for um, you had a momentary lapse of judgment, they can take it away from you. And you're like from the outside looking in, you're like, yeah, it's all good because I would have done the same thing. No, you, you don't know if you would have. And you, you're not in that man's situation. And we cannot sit there and act like it's okay to take something away that you've worked that hard for because you got your, your rocks off. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like, I mean, and I know we've talked about it. We've heard people, I mean, I've on social media, everybody's like, is some people going live? There, there are articles being written by some of everybody. Somebody every wrote outlet. A whole, so people writing whole think pieces on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, they're quick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I <laughs> I, so, wrote, I wrote a whole thing, thing piece like it. <laughs> you know, people like someone was like, "How the hell did you write that so early in the morning?" I know it's, uh, but um, so and it, so we're going back to Chris Rock being the, the adult in the room. Mm-hmm. This is a part, second part where he's the adult in the room. Um, his response, his response, he didn't, he didn't respond to him. You know, he didn't respond to him, and he kept it, mo- and he gave. You know what? Because Quest Love got his got his Oscar. Because had that been me, someone open hand slapping me in front of millions of people, everybody, the whole show shutting down. Nobody getting Oscars at this point. Oscar night is over. Yeah, the Oscar <laughs> night is over. It's Kamara night now. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry, Lupita. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm coming jumping on that table, Lupita. I apologize. You know you don't look. You look good tonight, girl. But so you know we're gonna say he took the initial L with taking that slap, right? Yeah, he. If we want to say he took it like a man, or I don't know how you want to say he took it. He took it, and he, he had to process it. I would say that was some processing going on, like Will Smith just. Yeah, and, and, and then he like, okay, this is probably the the best night on television, national television, all that. So that was him processing. Like, and he, as a he comedian, was shocked too. And as a comedian, I'm sure he had a joke in his mind, like I can like, I can tear like just like. Oh, you know the material is coming though. He's writing. Well. Or, I don't know, because he just let out a statement. Oh, he did? Yeah, saying, um, as a comedian, it can be difficult to understand which lines are to be crossed and which ones aren't. Last night I crossed a line that I shouldn't have and paid the enormous price for uh, my reputation as a renowned comedian. Comedy is never about poking fun or making 
light of people with major ordeals happening in their lives. Comedy is about using real-life circumstances to create laughter and bring light to an otherwise dark world. With that said, I sincerely apologize to my friends Jada Pickett-Smith, Will Smith, and the rest of Smith's family for the disrespect and disregard I displayed, which was unfortunately broadcast for the world to see. I hope that with time, forgiveness can come from this situation and we can all be better, more considerate people, and be more considerate people in the end. Chris Rock. That's another example of being a bigger man. That's exa- another example of being a bigger man. And you know, he was another big, he's a bigger man as well last night when he didn't press charges because LAPD right. came to him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. go, I'm sorry, go. No, 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 I was just going to say, like, I was going to, I, I wrote a few, few points, uh, but just thinking, like, people, like, because I'm um, sitting there with my wife, like, that couldn't just, it had to be more to it. That couldn't just be his response to just him saying that. There's joke. probably context. The lot of so things that's that have we been. don't know everything, yeah. and we can sit here and speculate and have dialogue, which is fine. We can have everybody's going to have an opinion, but I did see that he had made jokes about them before at another Oscar. Yeah, event. in 2017, and so and so like or 2016. So there's a history there, and then, and, and, and then again in 2018. But here's the, here's the thing, though. We don't know their dynamic, their right. friendship. We don't know if they're frenemies. We don't know if they're good friends. Right. We don't know if they're enemies. We don't but know. There's something there. There's the context there, and we're not we're not privy, and we're never going to be privy privy to that relationship. Right. You know, and we don't know if that's been boiling over for years. Of you know, Chris is always making slight little like he's always you know what Chris you always got some shit to say. Will might have called him, and he might have he might have given them that warning already. He might have already given them a warning. Like, bro, last time you said something about Jada and. It was about um, Oscar so boycotting. Yeah. yeah, Oscar yeah. so what? She boy like oh, uh, they boycotted before, but Jada boycotting is like you know the, the, yeah. whatever he had said. Um, so it was like uh, Rihanna, Rihanna's panties or yeah, something like, like that. Yeah. I wasn't invited. I was never invited. Right? Yeah. Like it's kind of like you know he was making making fun of their value to the award show. Right. Like you're you're how you how you um how you talk about the club? You can't even get in. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that type of thing. So it's. That statement, and you're right, that conversation might have been happening, but that's why I wanted to, I brought the point up. I said, okay, let's say you did do the, the, the chest check. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Does it still warrant putting your hands no. on somebody? No. I mean, not at time and place for everything, man. Mm-hmm. And we sh- you shouldn't resort to violence. It should have been like we've tried to give an example of how he, how he could have done that. If he wanted to even heckle him back from his chair, mm-hmm. maybe that would have been okay. But some people would have been like, maybe they, people would have understood it. We could sit here and say what he could have done differently, but I definitely think that wasn't the thing to do. Um, so let's let, and, and so again, Chris Rock being a bigger person, mm-hmm. he says, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna destroy the night." Right, right. I'm not gonna destroy the night because Questlove. He went to the next. Yeah, he went on to the next presenter mm-hmm. and allowed other somebody else to have moments, and that was big, right? Um, but I want to put myself in Will's shoes mm-hmm. because I really thought about this. Let's say for 30 plus years, you've been working mm-hmm. in, this, in this field and you've had some hits, big moments, high at the peak, highest of the highest. And if you read his book, you, you know, he had, he had a moment in his like for three or four years, he was scorching hot between the music and the movie. Right. And then, you know, you get to some, some lull in your career. And then you had a, a movie, you probably had some things where you like, I felt like a couple times I should have won an Oscar. You know, maybe Pursuit right. of Happiness, maybe Ali. Right. I felt like I, they didn't give me my, my shot. Mm-hmm. Just kind of building up, building up. Mm-hmm. 
Then you have this movie, King Richard, and everybody in the building can feel this is this is your year. And they're coming up to you for all year, like, yo, I think you got one. It's the one. You, this is the one. You got one. Even Denzel, who's in the court category, Denzel might have been like, I, I think you might have got one. You know, because we felt like Denzel should have got one for Malcolm, and right. they gave him for training day. Right. So Denzel probably That's knows. something to unpack, too. Yeah, so Denzel probably was like, I this might be the one. Mm-hmm. I know I, I know I nailed it in Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you might this might be your night. So everybody in the building kind of knows is kind of building up mm-hmm. to like this is that Will's night. Like you can feel the energy to the point even where like Will is seated front and center in the stage. Like and if I had I just had a podcast called with um talking about video music award my friend Aziza and she talks about placement of like oh, okay. um award shows and people getting seated in a certain space. That's very important. So they're very conscious about seating. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like, if you've been in Hollywood and you you know, like, all right, he's because they know who's actually won. He, they know who's good one. Mm-hmm. So like, so he's seated in a certain spot. Camera angles are already camera like- angles. <laughs> this is designed. Everything's designed to be your night will, and it's the emotion. And it's like, and he has this thing he's built up for years. It's this emotion, and he's feeling like it's a, it's a lot of emotion coming up. It's probably emotional go- walk going to the awards. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a lot of anxiety, a lot of tenseness, yeah. a lot of like I, you know, this. I'm 20 minutes out. I, this can change my. Oh, this can my, not change my life, but like I can reach the moment that I've been dreaming about since I started acting, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody gets on stage, and it's like, you know, it's my night, dude. You know, it's my night. You know, this is the moment. You know, this moment. Whether you fuck with me, you don't. But you know this is a big moment. This is a this is a big moment for my, my family, and you decide that pay me. like you didn't have to include me in the so joke. So this is disrespect on multiple levels. You saying? Yeah, this disrespect on multiple levels because he's like you 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 know this is my night, and you decided like like let's say it, let's say it's thirty years in a legal career, mm-hmm. and thirty years. My my friend Stewart, more good friend of mine, and he like you know he knows everybody, and everybody in the building knows like I've been. They've seen the struggle. They've mm-hmm. seen where I've gone. And they're like, I'm about to get this big award. And they know how I've openly wanted this mm-hmm. award. And then Stewart gets on the stage and he's like, man, Kamar. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, my short friend over there. And it's like, damn, dude, like, you can't even let me just have a moment. Mm. You can't even let my family just have a moment. Like, you got to take a shot at me. Right. Today, tonight, of all nights. And to even put so, it in context, I was going to go ahead. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. And so. I was going to say, uh, so to put it even, yeah. even more so. With the even with the whole hashtag Oscar so white, it was more because you had Will Packer, yeah, that was what producing, yeah, producing for the first black black director. For so producing. there are monumental moments black, happening tonight for this Oscar night. for this Oscar night. You had Samuel Jackson receive the Governor's Award for the honorary Oscar for his work and contribution to film, so he got honored that night. You had Sidney Poitier get honored that night. It was a. It was building up to a black man. Denzel was there, like yeah. in all his glory and what he was doing. The elder statesman of the black, of black Hollywood, like the you know, first black man. You have yeah. all this going on, and it's like and this happens. And this happens. So like you kind of look at it like, bro, Rick, really? So then that's where it's like that pouring out of emotion where Will reacts to a place because he's like, you know, mm-hmm. and then he got he sees his wife mm-hmm. hurt, and it's like it creates a reaction. And so I'm not. I say all this. I understand the anger. Mm-hmm. I understand the anger. We're so still we're, in sh- we're in Will's shoes right now. We're in Will's shoes. I okay. understand it. Fresh I get Prince it. Jays. We in, we we're in. in the fresh fresh Prince Jays. You know, Jordan. You know, he's wearing. He, he used to like wearing J fives on the, on the show. Mm-hmm. So he's wearing fives. You know, what I'm saying we're in, we're in the five right now. Okay, I get it. 
I get it, Will. I understand it. I'm with you. Because I'm watching the Oscars with you right now. I'm feeling the moment. This is why I'm staying up watching this, sh- this boring-ass Oscars. But do you think all that went through his head then or just when he saw Jada's reaction? I'm thinking it all comes... Because it's split second. It's split second, but I'm saying... Uh, it crime and passions because it was a crime that he did. Let's not make no second, <laughs> yeah. but you know, but it crime passion, assault. yeah, it, it, you know, battery, battery. So, oh, okay, yeah, battery. Well, it's actually both assault and battery. Um, the the feeling, the emotions probably were, were galvanized by uh, by looking at Jada's reaction, mm-hmm. and that in of itself created an outpouring of a reaction that I I have a hard time believing. That he's not gonna sit there in his quieter moments, but like I, sh- I should, I could have handled that better. I could have handled that better. I didn't have to. I didn't have to do that to that man. And then I think what disgusted me, though, what really disgusted me, because I get it, human moments happen, and mm-hmm. I was not happy that he slapped. And he, he extended some grace there, but even after that, and probably not getting there yet. And I probably should let you finish. Um, I was going to say his apology. His apology. Was like he think not. I don't know if he should even have thanked, not thanked, but apologized and said sorry to Chris Rock. But you, who you did apologize to, was you know the Academy, which I can understand. Yeah, yeah. you could you, you apologize to them, right. but it seemed like everybody, the acceptance that we, the approval that he seeked, was, was from everyone. But but Chris, and then you got to think or about or even like, and or even approval of the. Uh, it wasn't even approval of the culture. Like you didn't even like say, "Yo, I apologize to my fans, to the culture for this night, what it yeah. means to." The- I apologize. I apologize for putting my. You know what I mean? Like it was. It was a very self-serving. I think you know, uh, uh, acceptance speech, which it was. It was beautiful in its in a vacuum of of acceptance. Speech. He was he was vulnerable. Not the it was tears a, were flowing. It was a beautiful speech, but when you compound with everything that just happened, not even twenty minutes ago, yeah, it was kind of like okay, well. That's a now your speech is overrun. I mean, it's it's it kind of over your actions has overshadowed yeah. the night, you know. And then it was that's where I think that's where it, I got it crystallized for me. I was like, I was not. That's it was more discussed. so for me listening to his apology. Like, okay, how can you clean this up? More so in damage control mode. Then right. you could possibly make this worse by what you say. Mm-hmm. Did he help? I mean. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt, but it was like it to me. I just kind of like I didn't really. A lot of people don't. A lot of people felt great about speech. I I was one of probably the few people were like, mm, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't it, you know. And to me, even if you felt he was he was disrespectful, you can just be like you could you could uh, you could apologize because you know what? I even if I did, I I was gonna fight you or I put my hands on you. I did that. In front of everybody, mm-hmm. and I made I emasculated you right. in front of everybody, and that was not an exhibition of protection. That was an exhibition of ego, and I think we have to really we have to have that conversation where we we talk about protecting black women, mm. and it's like I'm going to say this, man. You can we can protect black women, yep, because that's what that's what we're going to do. That's what we, that's what we're going to do, right? But if we're going to protect black women, it can't be. Just protecting black women when we see rises of disrespect. We have to protect black women in the protect the environment of black women where it shouldn't have ever got to that space. That space. We have to protect black women where we're not going to let an energy you know circ- cir- uh, circulate in this world in this room to where you think it's okay to talk about that. Like we you can't we cannot create an environment 
of disrespect and then be like, all right, now it's time to now it's time to protect black women. No, we have to eliminate the environment. And right. that is where when we talk about protecting black women or protecting women, you know, we have to start with that. So and that's the conversation I want to see people saying on social media. Not like I want to see my man jumping up and protecting me. I want to see my man creating an environment where that's never even going to be a thing. And and we have this even in this patriarchal society where we we're, we're trying to deal with that, right? But then you got to think about with the aggression and with men having to like okay, when we say protecting black women, to me that's more of a advocacy. Like we we should be champion and and shutting down everything that doesn't protect them. And that to me in a sense is not just like oh not just being a savior when it comes to something uh that I need to react to in an aggressive manner. So so I, I'm I'm sorry and I just yeah. I just got um um alert uh Will Smith issued a statement as well. Oh, so I was going to ask about that. So so he said violence in all forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards were unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was medical condition was too much for me to hear and I reacted emotionally. He just said that. Mm-hmm. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I am embarrassed by my actions. I'm embarrassed my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There's no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I'd also like to apologize to the Academy, the producer of the show, all the attendees, and everyone watching around the world. I'd like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. Mm. We literally just said that. Yeah. And so, you know, like that, that's where I'm, and it's amazing that. Nobody else can see that. Not nobody else, but people had a hard time getting to that space because they were so like emotionally charged on social media. Like, man, I would have did the same thing. They were my wife, or you know, you can't say what a man was gonna do, you know, in that moment. Well, I mean, we can probably admit that that was out of Will Smith's character, right? We probably can come to that agreement. I mean, we don't really know him outside of like we don't know, the but, public. But we, we can't assume that he's not going around slapping motherfuckers. <laughs> right. Of course, there is this clip right here. Exclamation points. And I was like, yo, like Jay, Jay don't do that. Right. So I get knocked out, yo, what's up? And he sounds winded. He's like, yo, yo, what's up, man? What's up? So yo, what was happening? He said, hey, I just saw the video of you slapping the dude in Russia. He said, I just want you to know you'll never make a better piece of entertainment. <laughs> he said, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. He said, me and B, we got a show tonight, and we thinking about canceling it and just staying in and watching you slap this dude. <laughs> so, you know. That was the Jay-Z he was talking about? Yeah, that was Jay. Yeah, that wow. was Jay. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, go ahead, I'm sorry. So this is not the first time. It's not, not the first, first time. Rodeo. So, we, you know. He probably does have, we probably don't know this well, but he probably goes around slapping people, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what, you know, he's about, you know, we're not, um, you know, we're, we're just not privy to that type of energy. So but, he has a, a publicist that can kind of handle some of that, you know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know, control. we don't know, we don't know. But, you know, um, at the end of the day, though, he knew it was wrong. 
And then, so he knew it was wrong. And even if he didn't know, people around him probably would be like, yo, you know what you did was wrong. Let me hide you. That was wrong, bro. Like, you, 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 there was nothing that warranted it. And so I hope Will's apology, and there might be some who's like, I'm not accepting that. The academy got to him, blase, 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 squase. But you were wrong. Yeah. You were wrong. It's okay, and it's okay to admit you were wrong. And you had, you, you know, you let people gas you up. Don't let people gas you up into doing dumb shit. Because at the end of the day, black women talking about, I want my man to protect me. But if you really want to, you really cared about that man, you know that if he's out there risking physical harm on somebody because you felt like your ego was disrespected, you're going to, you're putting that man in harm's way to either be killed or jailed or if the cops show up, you know, something happened that you're going to have to live with. And you have to figure out is was that worth it? And I'll, I've seen women on social media be like, I, I, you know, I want my man to like risk going to jail for me. And and to that, I will say, once all that happens, while your version of protecting black women happens, which I am all for, by the way, I just think just make sure we define it properly. But that version of protecting black women, after those consequences of reactions happen, who's going to protect you then? Right. So if he's in jail. Now you're really vulnerable if you didn't think you were before. Right. Or if he's dead. Right. Or if he's like, you know, what? where is the protection coming from then? Right. That same person that was inflicting whatever harm or words at that point, they can really do it now. Right. Because your protector has now, because at the cost of protecting you in that quote unquote protection that you, you thought was that ride or die, mm-hmm. um, now he's not able to do that or provide that protection. Because of, uh, and thinking about like, if he would have de-escalated and used his mind rationally as a weapon to be like, you know what, I'm going to be the bigger man. There's a way to still save face and everybody leaves unscathed, no marks, bruises, no gunshot wounds, stab, none of that. Is he still a protector at that point? I would say yeah. So uh, I mean, I agree. I, mean, I was like, I was, like, I was agreeing. Like, yeah, he's to me, he's still the protector. So I mean, does because some people might see that guy as maybe soft. Mm-hmm. What so then we define hard yeah, and soft? Hard and soft. Like, like, what does that look like? You know, and and so then you get to this place of like, oh, you you're not hard, like you know, and you. This is weird, man. It's a lot of you know what? It's a lot of fake fake energy on social media. I saw one person saying, um, "You gotta, you gotta have a lot of y'all feel comfortable that you you don't." you don't think there's consequences to your words. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that may be true. But also, we don't live in a, we shouldn't be living in a society where somebody should be physically harmed for their words. Because words, that means this is a slippery slope. Now, let's, let's dissect that, right? Mm-hmm. Words, Social media, words. Yeah. Internet thugs. Internet thugs. Okay. Right? Because on one spectrum, people, you know, get charged up based off they see what they see on social media and they, they want to react. Mm-hmm. And let's say you say somebody says something to you in your comments or say something to you on social media. Now, like because of what they said and it's public, it's a public domain. That's what it is. Everybody else see it. Everybody else see it. So if now, they would have messaged you privately, would the reaction be the same? The reaction probably wouldn't have been the same, you know? So that's the thing. So that is like, it's, it's, the idea of everybody else witnessing. That's the equivalent of everybody being in the circumstance. Ooh. Ooh. You see what he said to you? What you going to do? You know? 
same thing when somebody says something new on my post and now they, they want to. Now I'm like, all right, and it, it's funny. I, I'll be sitting to myself like, should I respond? Should I respond? Is <laughs> I'm just gonna let this person just kind of get it because I don't. I face that too, man. Like, yeah, like I just I'm. They got something to say and it's really ignorant. But like they, if I don't respond, people will probably think this. Even either I didn't see it, right, or I didn't want to waste time on it, right. Or for whatever reason, I didn't want to respond because of the response that they the reply from them. Right, I'm a, I'm intimidated, and I think I've gotten to the space now to where people respect me to where I'm like I don't have to respond to right. you because I feel like if you're jumping on this post to give a comment that you feel like you have to like, you know, try to undercut me or show me up, then you you're doing it to enhance you. You're not doing mm. it to you're not doing it to, to undercut me. And if, if I respond to that, now I'm giving you the energy that you, you're seeking, you know? But I didn't understand it in the beginning. Mm. I would respond to everybody. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you, you, I'm going to show you how smart I am. Then I'm going to like, I'm not, I'm not going to show you how smart I am on social media. This mm. is, that's dumb. But let's, talk, let's take it out of social media. Let's go back in, in real life. Mm-hmm. If somebody was, uh, um, says the N-word on you. Mm-hmm. That's the most. On social media? No. In real, real life. life. Real life. Now... I'm, you know, I'm gonna confront. That's a confrontation. I mean, that's a that's a word you understand. You you should understand. Comes with, and when I say that, I'm talking about of a white person says that. Right, right. That's a word where you should understand that. You're saying that word to me. You must know two things. Either I'm gonna re- react to you, or you must think that I'm afraid of you, mm. and you've made. Two, you made a, a calculation on one or one end, two, either one or the other. So now I'm gonna, we're gonna make you, I'm gonna make you see if you chose correctly. You're garnering a response, and you probably don't, you want to see that response, or you don't care about that response. No, I'm saying that somebody says the n word to to me or to you. They have that person saying it has to know that's that's an emotionally charged word, right? Right, mm-hmm. just like if they use a derogatory term towards a Jewish person. But no, what I was saying is like, why? Why do, would they say it to you? Not, not we know why. If it's obviously they want a response, right. uh, but if are they feeling that? I don't think they're going to respond. They might say, "I'm not. I don't think I'm respond." Or they may think like, "I." Can you see it a lot of times? They say the word N word, and then they get surprised when somebody slaps them. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, you you earned that one because you said you said the word in order, to, and you thought. You know, our term, you fuck around and found out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you wanted, <laughs> right. you wanted to, find, you found out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now, you got to deal with the consequences of your actions. And again, in that, we can probably even try to, like, link those two to things. To will, yeah, to. You're right. Right. So, and that's how people might think. Like, oh, so, so I guess the question is, where's the line? Mm-hmm. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Right? So where do we, where's the line? Is it. I feel like I, it's okay for me to say it's not okay for Will to do that, but it's okay. Now I'm making a judgment of saying that, you know. And only, we, we could say those are two different scenarios, but it's still reaction to words and violence. Right. Right. But here's the thing. If those words turn into a violence that now has affected my life in such a way, I'm sure if I if I'm going to if I went to prison for ten years, God forbid, knock on wood, for because I reacted because somebody called me a nigger, 
I'm pretty sure after year two or three, I'm gonna be like, I'm sitting in prison for this. I'm like, I, right. I don't need to be like, and that man went and lived his life, or yeah. he might be dead, you know. But I'm sitting in here for a word right. that I, I you, know, you know, what I mean, would, would I have deemed it worth it? Now people on social media are like, yeah, you you deserve to 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 shot that that cracker because he said what he said, and you know, da, da, da. but in my mind, I might be like, yeah, but I'm away from my kids, right? I'm away from my wife, man, like my friends, my life. I ruined my life over a word, right? So that goes back to how things could be handled differently in reaction to what And I'm not saying I'm not big enough to what somebody said. Can I, be, I want you to understand this. If you're listening. If you say that word to me, I'm not the cool guy that you think. It's, I, will, I, will, I will not react as Mr. Fluffy. And the thing is, like, and maybe this is because as a black man, mm-hmm. we, we, we actually have, like when they call it, not really cold switching, but we wear masks and yeah. but we have switches. Yeah. We we there there's some some no goes. Mm-hmm. There are some ones when you like, okay, you already know this this is for the culture kind of thing. You know what right. I'm saying? It's like right. all right, I'm cool until, you know, such and such. Everybody has their limit. They could be pushed so far. Right. And um and I'm not sure which where the line was with, with Will because we still have that uncomfortable moment where he was laughing a little bit. He was chuckling a bit with Mr. Fluffy, you know, mm-hmm. that, that whole right. coping mechanism, if you will, uh, for, for, for laughing initially. Yeah. And then he sees Jada and then the trigger, you know? Mm-hmm. So at that point, could it have been the trigger to, all right, I can come back with him with my wits, Will, but then some people would consider Will a funny guy. He's, you know, but, or they may is he probably, a match? They might consider him uh, soft because that's another thing. Oh yeah, that's 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 definitely I you would know, say. He, and that's something he he's dealt with the entirety of his life, like feeling like his insecurities of everybody feeling like he's soft. Ego was on the line then. His ego was on the line, it, and I just want to say it wasn't. Now people and Jada might have felt differently, but outside looking in, that wasn't a protection of Jada because at the end of the day, people are still talking about Jada, mm-hmm. and now people put the, Jada at the. There's the one thing you said, I don't want, you know, keep my keep my wife's name out your mouth. Oh, now it's not Chris's, just only Chris' name. Now everybody. Black Twitter, mm. Black Twitter had fun. I mean, but we put this all in context, like, of what we perceive, our perception about Will Smith, Fresh Prince, Will Smith. Yeah. Um, that people may say, like, oh, he was a soft rapper. He was a Fresh Prince. You know, he didn't cuss. Like, he didn't, you know what I'm saying? He had, like, different... He was the clean version of right. like he wasn't a hardcore thug rapper, right? But he even admitted as such in certain things, you know, like even his insecurities, like say with with Tupac, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and and Jada, and, and and then you have the Red Table. Now right. all of these things are coming coming out, like open marriage and stuff. Like he's been having an attack on his persona, yeah. When it comes to maybe even his machoism, mm-hmm. being the soft rapper, he's like, oh, he's commercial, he's crossover kind of thing, corny, yeah, yeah kind of corny, like. Um, he ain't gonna do nothing. He ain't gonna bust a great, you know. Yeah. Like, come on, it's Will Smith. You know, right, right. his name is Will. You know, right, that right, kind of right, thing. Like, right. um, but and then you have the red table talks, and all of this comes out. Right. Has he, and he had, and he, he's become a, a a social media meme joke. Yeah, the crying yeah. and yeah. like, had he been emasculated already, even by maybe her. He probably felt he probably felt that way. Yeah, most most definitely, and so. You know, that's a whole thing another in itself, right? You know, the whole Jada Will dynamic. Has she contributed to his 
insecurities, and that's a dangerous road because it might be like you can't be putting that on somebody else. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't be placing the blame because Will's got to own that. He's got to own that type of thing. Whatever Jada, but might, she said some stuff. Now, if it's yeah, some but, but Will has also done stuff in that marriage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too. So, so that's that's the thing. And so we I don't want to get into that. Yeah, thing. that's like, a whole like. People talk about open marriage. I don't know what they have going on in their house, their bedroom, nothing like it's all speculation. If it's come out, whatever they said, they said. But you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna delve into that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you know. But does that play a part? It plays a part in his response and it reaction. Play, it plays a part in his response and reaction because he's dealing with things that he needs to reconcile, and he decided to use that moment to explore that. So listen, man. Um, I'm gonna give you. The floor to end it because I, you know, because okay. again, this is a, this was not a podcast we were supposed to be doing, uh, but I just felt like it'd be a disservice if I at least didn't try to talk about it. Um, yeah, because it was a lot of stuff that we could have. Because even in your post, like stuff like, would it have been the same if it would have been a white comedian that said? Oh, absolutely! It wouldn't. It, it like, like the the response. He wouldn't have done that. Number one, I really do. Now, some people say he would have. I don't think he would have done that. I don't think he would have done that. I don't think he would have. And even if he did, they would have escorted him out of there. He wouldn't have been able to sit there if he slapped Jerry Seinfeld or Jimmy Kimmel. So was it acceptable to assault another black man? It was. It was. Because there are levels to that, right? He, If there was a Hollywood executive that made a joke, and you know, there are statements that, you know, or that, that joke was, wasn't even... Uh, Chris Rock's joke. It was written by the writers, mm. you know, and which even makes it even more. Well, I actually heard about some of the stuff that uh, some of the jokes that Chris Rock were saying were already reviewed, previewed, and scripted. Mm. But that one was something that was off the cuff. Mm. So it's like, okay, you chose at the expense of another black man, another brother, mm-hmm. to go off script. Right. To degrade, you know, right. his his wife now. Right in my at my, in my night. and now my that might have been where you failed. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. I mean, Chris Rock was wrong. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He definitely was wrong. He was wrong. He crossed the line. Crossed the line. When does a joke go too far for a comedian though? When does the line cross? I mean, like, because we could say because you got whole cancel culture now. You, you think about Dave Chappelle, people like that. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's a certain agenda, it's viewed differently. If it's a community, right? Like. LGBTQ, that like oh, okay. When is it? Is the is do we move the line then, or if it's like you know, uh, uh, protecting black women, the line may not be as high. You know, the line may be close. Like hey man, you, you got to walk really thin. You know, what I'm saying Dave Chappelle, did they cancel him because of things? I mean, oh, Netflix. Dave, I don't. Dave Chappelle was never canceled. No, no, I know, I know. I'm just saying. I, yeah. Like, but would it? Would it? If Will wouldn't have responded like that, would Chris Rock have been canceled? Are, are, are people try, looking to try to cancel? I, I know. Oh, I just Will give, Smith. that's a good point. Like, if, if let's say Will didn't react a certain way, mm-hmm. will people have alopecia? Alopecia, um, like you know, activists or yeah. people are would they have been like, hey, Chris Rock, you went too far? Like, it could have been something where that kind of like would have blown over, and it may have not gotten that big. It may not have gotten big. It would have been like it was a ba- it was a bad joke. It was a bad joke, Chris or, Rock. He he's know. known for going too far, kind of thing. Yeah, but it might have been the end of that. Yeah, but now it's actually more. Scrutiny and, and and awareness that I've been seeing coming out. Oh, let's talk about alopecia. You know, yeah. Uh, with, with with black women in that in the black community about hair loss and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was it's a lot. To, to, it was a lot to really um, peel back. 
And I know some people are like, well, did, did Chris Rock know about her condition? It don't really matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, making fun of a woman's physical form, especially with her husband right there. Especially. I mean, but even with that joke, though, and, and I know I feel like he was wrong. He went too far. And being at the history and all the context, we know it probably wasn't for uplifting. But some people, I've seen people say, well, G.I. Jane actually wasn't a bad movie or wasn't that right. bad. She cut her hair off right. and she was a, you know, it was a, a material. It, so it was an empowering woman movie. It wasn't a demeaning joke. Right. But who are we to say what's demeaning? Because that it could be a sensitive thing. Yeah. You know, again, we could put Hacienda having big feet, mm-hmm. you know, and you might be like, you must be the Michael Phelps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Michael Phelps is a positive individual, you know, because you you got big feet. You can swim really fast. You might be like, well, damn, why are you making fun of my feet? I, yeah. I know you just said I can win gold medals, you know, but that don't make me feel good about myself. So, we, you know, you got to be careful about things where you say, well, it really that wasn't that bad of a yeah. joke because the, the positivity of that movie. I don't want to be made fun of. I I tell the, the story, man. I was, you know, Jamaican. I still am Jamaican, but I was a Jamaican kid. And, and I was, uh, when Cool Runnings came out, mm-hmm. used to make jokes about Cool Runnings. Oh, you know, Jamaican bobsled team. Mm. I hated that joke. Wow, people say that? I hated it. Now, they'd be like, oh, it's a funny movie. It's a mm. good movie. What are you complaining about? They're, no, you complaining about? You know what I'm saying? It's a funny movie. They're not, they're not doing anything bad. I'm not a bobsledder. Like, you now, know what I mean? Was that, and then that's something to, that's a whole nother story too to unpack. But even if it's coming from our community or if it's coming from another community. Both. So it's kind of like with the show Bel Air, microaggressions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that could be something where it wasn't openly discriminatory or racist. Right. But come on. What do you know about Jamaicans? What do you know about being Jamaican or the Bob Flair team? But you saw me as a Jamaican and that's what came to mind. Like, oh, da, 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 da. and this yeah. joke is funny now. Yeah, it's but, funny. And, like, and I had, you know, I'm I'm sitting there eating that, you know what I mean. But you know what people said? It's not a bad movie. What are you complaining about? Mm. Microaggression. But I'm not I'm not on the bobsled team, you know. And stop so stop associating that movie with me. And so like, I can understand where you can take something and what might be deemed positive to other people, and it's applied deep. Like I don't find that funny. So some people are like, oh, that 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 joke wasn't that bad. Well, maybe that open hand. Wasn't that bad either. Some people, you know what right. I'm saying? So, so and, like, and, and, and again, I'm not advocating right, right, right. for violence, but I'm saying that I, no, no, I can understand where some might be like, the joke ain't that bad. I'm mean, like, well, you don't know what's bad. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can, we can put a, a chill pill on what we consider was bad. It may not be bad to you, but you don't know what that means to me. Well, there, there are some comedian advocates now that say like, Hey, it's, um, it's, uh, you know, first amendment, you know? Yeah. But be- you know what? Comedians always push the envelope, such and such. But with that statement, Chris addressed that. Yeah, and exactly. And you can't sit there just like the same way. Yeah, First Amendment, but you can't yell, you know, fire in a movie theater. Right. You know what I mean? That means words have power. That means you can't, you can't live behind the First Amendment when you do things that are, you know, egregious or without outside of public norms. And now the discussion is is making fun of, you know, a woman's. Physical form of physical appearance outside of comedian. Like, should they not be having that conversation? Should they, you know, leave, especially when we understand the history behind black women and are always being um, subjected at a higher critical standard of their physical form and comedians using it at the buttress of their jokes. Is it okay for us to start saying as a society saying 
hey, you know what? We can kind of start peeling back that a little bit. We don't need to. We don't need to be doing that. That's another form of protecting black women of evaluating the environment to where you think it's okay to make commentary on black women's bodies or black women's physical appearance or aesthetic. I agree. I agree. The only thing about that though is some people may feel like we're censoring comedians when they are known to like, when you have people in the crowd heckling or talking about people in the crowd, Mm -hmm. again, that goes back to, and we may feel like, okay, don't talk about like, but that's part of some people's shows. Yeah. Um, I mean, we may not agree with it, but so we get into what's off limits and what's, what's, you know, yeah, it's true. And you know what I realized, too? I realized it was a generational thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the younger generation, I've noticed that younger generation is like, we don't like that type of stuff. Mm. Where older generation, we're like, you know. It, Tough. Listen, you I, deal with it. You know I, what I'm saying? Kind we, of we grew up around D.L. Hughley mm-hmm. making fun of us in the front row. Yep. Because I'm thinking Def Jam come to jam is right in my mind as yeah, I'm saying it. Yeah, it talked about everybody. everybody. You got everybody got it. You know what I mean? And so like that was the and that's where Chris that's Chris Rock's in generation. That's right him. That's, that's him. That's his you know what I mean? So everybody, you, you if I see you, you're it's open Old season. Martin Lawrence and he was yeah. right there with him. You know what I mean? And so like, but that level of it's a different generation. That was twenty something years ago. But then that's also on a I wouldn't liken a, a comedy show to the Oscars, you know, in that regard. Yeah, that's another point, right? But at the same time, we know what it is. But they hire comedians for a reason. They hire comedians for a reason, and it's and it's natural. It's not ab- abnormal for somebody to be an Oscar crowd and be like, "Oh, look at Tom Hanks with this." Da, 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 da. They did it all night. Yeah, they did. Even Regina Hall had talked about right. the Smiths right before. Right. So that's what I'm saying. There's levels to it, right? But at mm-hmm. the same time, you. That that environment lends itself to like, oh, I see you and I see something funny, I can make a joke. Like, you know, they made fun of Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, you like young women. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, it's it's what it is. You know, and so it's open season. Now, it's just about the level. Do we talk about the level of when does it become a bit too much? Mm-hmm. Because to your point in LGBTQI community, they might be like, there might be somebody who is identifies as, as transgender. Mm-hmm. You can't make fun of their physical form. Mm. Like you be you crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but because they fear cancel culture or they fear that community as far as like, they might feel retribution, retribution, or they may feel like it's just not right. I mean, yeah, of course that. You know what I mean, like, well, I'm just, just saying, but, but if everything else is open season, why not them? Because at the same time, we, the world has changed. The environment has changed, right? 20 years ago, they used to call them, and part of my word, part of, you know, they used to call them trannies. Mm-hmm. You can't say that anymore. Right. That's, impro- that's wrong. It's inappropriate. But if you had somebody making a racist joke, it wouldn't be seen as the same thing. Yeah, but you know what, though? What, 40 years ago, they had to all in the family. They say, used to say racist things all in that show, right. and that was on network television. You couldn't even get that show off now. Like times have changed, and you may you may not, you may say things have, you know, not evolved to the place to where we want them to be entirely, to where things are acceptable, but they have changed, and we've ex- we've acknowledged that change through our consumption of how we do comedy because all in the family would not get that could not get that shit off, you know. Hell, we watch Bel Air now. You know, I people say, oh, why why is 
Uncle Phil 2.0 fit. Do you have you have Peacock Network? Yeah, I've like, been watching that. Yeah, I just need to yeah. catch up on the last episode. Yeah, yeah. The, so they're like, yeah, well, he's fit. Like he used to be a big jolly fella. Mm-hmm. Twenty years ago, it's okay to talk about somebody's weight. Now you now be like you fat shaming a dude. It yeah. would be like. Okay, dude, like you keep making fun of the dude's weight. Like, right. that's not cool. There are people, there are big people out there that look at this like, I don't like, I don't feel comfortable watching this show, you know? And so, like, they probably didn't want a, a big jolly guy on there on this neck. They were probably like, let's get somebody that has a physical presence, but his, 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 his stature is not going to be based on, you know, his physical aesthetic of being overweight. And probably also with, um, just showing the different side of black culture, like, hey, we can be fit. Like, we yeah. are health conscious. And I mean, yeah. just making make a conscientious effort to be like, you know what? We don't have to show an out of shape, overweight dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, he doesn't have to be, have the quote unquote dad, dad bod. bod. <laughs> you know what I mean? He he can he can look like he's been in the gym. You yeah. know. And that's a whole nother conversation getting yeah. into political correctness and you know who yeah. who's off limits, what yeah. what communities and white supremacy versus that, and all kind of stuff. We can get into that, but you know, I know we want to wrap up yeah. with the um, with Will Smith and the slap heard around the world. Yeah, you, give me your thoughts, man. So, I I definitely feel that this should be addressed, and it lends itself to a conversation that can be viewed from various angles, right? Everything from protection of our black women, mm-hmm. and we can get into anger issues, mental health. Like so, these are all the things that can. And not to say that we, you know, just having our own opinions and just for for, for dialogue talking about the Smiths. Everybody wanted to talk about the Smiths, but having this type of dialogue can can lead to healthy discussion. Um. So with that, it goes like even thinking about like with my boys uh, in the mentoring program, like they're like Mr. Troy, how, how how would we handle this situation? Well, do we approach them like oh, there's going to be certain situations where you just need to handle it, right. or there's going to be certain none of, certain situations where you have to actually think before you react, think about your repercussions and your actions, your reactions. Every action has a reaction. And to be like, okay, if I do this, what happens next? Right. And then what happened? Right. Um, so with that, with the various topics that could come out of this, ego, being macho, alpha males, uh, beta males, mm-hmm. like being a leader, um, and just how we're viewed, like people could talk about like a- a- approval of, of, of certain people because people like, hey, man, you're at the Oscars. You know all these white people at the Oscars. You gonna act up in front of all these white which, people on TV? Which I'm not even. I'm not even on that time <laughs> type of time, right? You know oh, what I mean? But some people, right, some right. people are, and right. that's what they like. You, know, you gonna act up in front of Mitch Company? Yeah, which I made a joke about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, so it's kind of like there are many things you could take from it. Right. Um, and like my wife and I were talking last night, and I was more on the like, man, that could have been handled differently. I would have preferred. Another reaction. Yeah. I can't say exactly what he should have done, yeah. but I can say what he could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, she was saying like, "Hey, you know, you know, just, just, you know, we'll need some grace." 
I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not. Everybody's entitled to their mistakes. Nobody, nobody's. Yeah, so I don't think that was a thing. Like, oh, he 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 couldn't have no grace. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the heat of the moment, whatever it was. Um, but everybody can still he can still have some some therapy, some counseling around that. Be like, hey, you know what? Maybe I haven't addressed everything that I thought I have. Right. When it comes to managing my emotions. Right. If I if I can get up on a stage on live national television and, and slap somebody. What's to say something else won't trigger me and I do it somewhere else? Right. So something there is like, oh, well, he's protecting. We, we we can talk about that. So we talked about it as we did before earlier, protecting black women. There there are ways that we can do that and, and be an advocate and not have to be to to meet that level of aggression with violence. Right. Um. So in and all that being said, I think we. We can learn a lot yeah. from this slap. Uh, and knowing that the night was much bigger than that. So I don't want, granted, this, as, as he said, it may be stained for this Oscar night, this Academy Award. There were many other things to put in context when it came to this night for the Oscars. Yeah. Um, Will Packer producing, um, honoring of Samuel Jackson, um, you know, Sidney Poitier, you know, you had... Other nominees, Quest Love winning its first Quest Oscar. Love, yeah. Like, there were so many other things. Like you had three women that hosted, three comedians. Yeah, they were all women. Yeah, two of them being black, yeah. and then you had other communities represented as well. Yeah. So there were so many other things, and for this to be the night that we had a a derailing of sorts. Um, so, so you know, I, I would say this. I'm gonna end it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my pods, I like to do, you know, uh, love letter to black culture. So, you know, um, dear black culture, you know, the idea that you know this night may have you know upended what could have been a beautiful moment mm-hmm. makes me have to step back and think about like, well, okay, what are beautiful moments? And mo- moments, beautiful moments can be things of growth. And so if we're looking at it from a bird's eye view, yes, this was beautiful mm-hmm. because it, revealed Bobby the ugly nature of how we identify conflict. And we have to be able to have the harsh conversations about what is proper response to quote unquote disrespect. In this community, we are often charged up with how a black man is supposed to be operating in this society. And a lot of that is tinged on a dangerous narrative that black men must con- must continue to be aggressive, mm. you know, must continue to assert dominance. Right. But that doesn't help us. It doesn't help the community or black men because we're adhering to a social norm that is negative. So maybe, maybe we needed to have this open air conversation that was ugly to, to witness and hard to stomach in order to address the real problems that are happening in our community about how we see disrespect or how we see conflict resolution. Yeah. No. So with that being said, mm-hmm. you know, even though I know I just said I don't believe in violence mm-hmm. and I don't believe in people uh, reacting in a way that goes beyond true, you know, managed conflict resolution. 
I'm still gonna play a song, outro song, because it makes it 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 applies to the situation. So, and once again, thank you all for listening to Uncultured Bias podcast. Uh, this was a special podcast, so check out the podcast, um, the Color of the Court, um, that also dropped today. Because by the time you listen to me today, um, we talk about the nomination, the hijinks, and all this everything, and we we evaluate the uh, silliness that is the American not only court system but the American political system and how it's propped up as a upstanding, but in reality, it's just you know a play. Check it out. Um, thank you all for listening to this podcast and. You know, we gon' ride out. Yeah. Hey, yo, I said I smack the shit out you if your mouth out of line. I want to bury your ass, but I'm out of line. And women ask for tits, I tell them get a job and get me some backwoods on your EBT card. Don't ask me for weed or drinks in the club or a fucking autograph outside my tour bus. Don't ask me for Gucci, Louis Vuitton, or Uggs. Because A, B, or C, you get none of the above. Can I borrow some money? Can I get some weed? Can I drive your car? Can you pay my rent? Can you buy me a drink? Can I wear your gold? Can you take me to the mall and get me a pair of those? That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out you. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out you. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out you. That's when I smack the shit out you.